Jesus. And Simon said, I want to buy that power. The name of Jesus is not something you can buy and then turn on and off at will. But when the believer gets a hold of what Jesus is, when the believer understands the power that is contained in God Almighty, there is something different that begins to happen when a Holy Ghost-filled apostolic person begins to pray in Jesus' name. All heaven moves. All hell trembles. Sickness has to flee. Demonic spirits has to leave. When someone prays in faith belief, in the name of Jesus. Would you let me preach today on the name of Jesus that John 1 1 says it this way in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and the same was in the beginning with God and all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made it echoes the words of Genesis 1 1 in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Those, though, that, that, that God that it's kind of hard to wrap our minds around and understand the God who just was. No beginning. Nobody created him. He, he didn't have a birth. He didn't have a, a, a place where we can start from. As far back as you want to go, he's going to be there. And as far forward as you want to go, he's going to still be there. He's God Almighty, sovereign, incarnate. He's got all power and all knowledge, and he's everywhere at all times. That God showed up to a man named Moses. It was a burning bush, what we would call a theophany, a visible manifestation of God. And it wasn't a complete understanding of who God was. How in the world could you get all of God in a bush? But God began to speak to Moses and Moses said, if I'm going to go back to, to, to Pharaoh and I'm going to tell him my God sent me to come and point my finger at the most powerful man in the universe and say, let my people go, God, who are you? God says, tell him, my name is Yahweh or Jehovah. I am that I am. I've heard it said, and I'm not the first one to come up with it, but it means I was who I was, I is who I is, I will be that I will be, I am that I am. Nobody gives me any power, and nobody takes any of my power away. Your prayer doesn't change him, and the lack of your prayer doesn't change him. A Sunday or a Monday doesn't make any difference to God. Whether it's the Old Testament or the New Testament makes no difference to God. Whether it's the United States or Ukraine, it makes no difference to God. I am that I am. All throughout Scripture, God has desired to manifest Himself and show Himself to those. He became a smoking lamp to Abraham. He was an angel that fought Jacob, the burning bush to Moses, the pillars of fire and smoke to the children of Israel. There were various times and places that God would show a little bit of His power. The Hebrews and the Jewish Jews, they they, they didn't want to use his, his name or that, that Yahweh, that Jehovah, so they would not use it very often. They would come up with another one. They called him Adonai. Most of your Bibles, if you look in your Bibles, if it says the word Lord, and Lord looks a little funny. It's kind of all capitalized, but it's not necessarily in great big print. That's most likely the translation of Yahweh or Jehovah. But if it says little Lord, it's probably going to be Adonai, it means my Lord. 
I heard an incredible sermon. You were going to post them all up uh, here this week. We're going to put all of our camp meeting services up. So if you wanted to see Brother uh, uh, Woodward another time or Brother Huntley, you're going to be able to go see that. Brother Woodward preached a phenomenal message Thursday night. And, and he linked Shama of David's mighty men to Jehovah Shama. The Lord is there. Because the, the Israelites, the Hebrews, they begin to realize that God, he's, he can do all things. So they begin to put compound phrases together like Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. Or Jehovah Nisi, the Lord is my banner. Or Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is my peace. Or Jehovah Shama, the Lord is there. They, they would call him the, the Jehovah, and I can't speak uh, Hebrew, but I'll do my best. Jehovah Tesboeth, the Lord of hosts. Jehovah Eloah Israel, the Lord God of Israel. Netzah Israel, the strength of Israel. Abar Israel, the mighty one of Israel. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who healeth. Psalms 23 says, the Lord is my shepherd. That's, that's uh, Jehovah Roha. Jehovah Tiskanu, the Lord my righteousness. Jehovah M. Kadesh, the Lord who sanctifies Elohim, eternal creator. El Elyon, the most high God. El Olam, the everlasting God. El Shaddai, God almighty. And even then they didn't come close to, 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 to getting the fullness of who God was. They called him the branch of righteousness, wisdom, the word, Shekinah, king of kings, lord of lords, the vine, the bridegroom, the alpha, the omega, the savior, the messiah, the rose of Sharon, the lily of the valley, the day star, the bright and morning star, the fairest of 10,000, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the lamb for sinners slain. Isaiah said it this way, for unto us is born this day in the city. He said, it's going to be a son given. His government shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. And even then, you haven't unpacked him fully. In the beginning was the Word. Jump down to verse 14, he says, but that Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Genesis chapter 3 teaches us that when, when Adam and Eve had sinned because of that, that infiltration of Satan and the snake, he, he told the snake, he told the serpent, because you did this, you're going to be cursed among all the livestock. You're going to go on your belly, dust, you'll eat all the days of your life, and I will put an enmity between you and the woman, between your offspring and her offspring, and he will bruise your head, and you will bruise his heel. And all the way in the beginning of Genesis, he was prophesying there's going to come a point where out of the woman is going to come a supreme sacrifice needed. And so God became flesh and dwelt among us, was born of Mary in Bethlehem when they said you'll bear a son and he'll save his people from their sins. I love the words of 1 Timothy 3.16 and indeed we confess is the mystery of godliness that God was manifest in the flesh vindicated by the spirit seen of angels proclaimed up in the nations believed on in the world and taken up into glory. 
Yes, there's a little bit of a mystery when it comes to God. The mystery, though, is not is God three persons or is God three personalities, but the mystery is how can all of God dwell bodily in all of mankind? The mystery is how can a 12-year-old boy walk into the temple and it's his temple? How can a 12-year-old boy speak and confound the greatest of all Jewish scholars? I'll tell you why. Because God became flesh and dwelt among us. For Colossians 2.9 says, For in Jesus dwelleth the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Everything that God was, was in Jesus Christ. Somebody's asked the question before, said, you know, you, you, you people, you're, you're Jesus only. No, I'm Jesus everything. Jesus, the fullness of God bodily. Jesus, the express image of an invisible God. Jesus, the manifestation of God. I'm here today to tell you, before you pray in Jesus' name, you better understand who he is. Before you go to start confessing and trying to do it, you better understand what you're saying when you pray in Jesus' name. When Jesus said in Matthew 28, 19, go into all the world and preach the gospel, baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Ghost. Let me break it down for you. It says the name. For John chapter 5, verse 43, Jesus said, I've come in my Father's name. In John 10, 25, Jesus said, if you believe the works that I do, they are in my Father's name. John 17, 6, Jesus said, I have manifested my Father's name. I've become my Father's name. John 17, 26, Jesus said, I declared unto them your name doesn't take a rocket scientist to see in Matthew 1:21 the name of the son is Jesus because they said you're going to bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus and then he said in, in John chapter 14, verse 26, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. Can I tell you today that when you begin to pray in Jesus' name, you are encompassing everything that God is. And so it is that we realize he is all God, yet all human. It's the beauty of that. Nothing else has ever come close and will never come close. Hebrews says he was tempted like you and we are. We had a great class in, in our hyphen class today where we started the book of James and and, and one of the things I like about it, because we read it verse by verse, and we talk and discuss, and, and we, we come to the full understanding. And James says that when, when temptation comes, the next thing that happens is lust. When lust is conceived, it bringeth forth sin. Sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. And our hyphen class came up with, with a, another way of saying it, that, that the temptation, what is it, guys? Help me out. What's temptation? That's the urge, the urge to do sin. When the urge turns into a desire, that's lust. And when the desire is conceived, it bringeth forth sin. That's the action. 
And when the action is completed, it brings forth death, which is the consequence. Can I tell you that every urge you have ever felt to sin was also placed upon the body of Jesus Christ. He had those same urges. He was fully human. He felt what you feel. He was tempted in all points like as you are. He cried real tears. He laughed real laughs. He hungered. He thirsted. He slept and he prayed. But as God, as, as God Almighty, not only was he tempted, but he could cast out demons with his very voice. Not only was he hungry, but there were moments he could take a few loaves and fishes and feed the thousands. Yes, he thirsted and desired water, but there was a moment around a well when he said, I can be that living water. You can thirst and or you can drink and never thirst again. As son, he slept in the storm, but as divinity, he stood on the bow of the boat and he said, peace be still. And even the waves had to obey. I'm here today to tell you when you begin to understand who Jesus is, it's why when they asked him, Father, teach us to pray. He said, all right, pray like this. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. What is that name? Come on, help me. What is that name? He said in Matthew 18, 21, where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst of them. There is something that begins to happen when you connect who he is with what he's called. Acts 4, 12 says there is salvation in no other name. There's no other name given, among heaven, or given in heaven among men whereby we must be saved. It's, it's John chapter 1 when it says all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave them the right to become the children of God. That's why in Mark at the end of his, his life he told those disciples, he said, go into all the world, proclaim the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized shall be saved. He that doesn't believe will be condemned and these signs shall accompany those that believe in my name. I'll cast out demons. In my name, they'll speak with new tongues. If they pick up a serpent with their hands, if they drink any deadly poison, it won't hurt them. They'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. It's in his name. Or, or 1 Corinthians 6, 9, we like to talk about it. You know, the unrighteous won't inherit the kingdom of God. And it lists all those things that, that if you're unrighteous, you're not going to be drunkards, or revilers, adulterers, you know, all of that. But such were some of you. What happened? We were washed. We were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. There is something that happens when you identify who it is you're really praying to. He said in Acts chapter 3 and verse 2, when that man that was lame and, and laid at the gate called Beautiful, and he desired alms, and when Peter and John came walking in, and he said, alms, give me alms, Peter says, I don't have any money, silver and gold have I not, but I do have something in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And immediately, his feet and ankle bones received strength in the name of Jesus. And then when they were astonished, the, 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 the rulers, when they were astonished at that crippled man's uh, healing, they said, by what power, by what name did you do this? Acts chapter seven, or Acts chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. Peter filled with the Holy Ghost. He says, oh, it's simple. 
it was done by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He said in verse, or chapter 4, verse 29, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness when you stretch out your hand to heal. Signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. There's something about the name. We'll get here, hyphen group, James chapter 5. Is there any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let him pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name. Y'all catching where I'm going? That name has power over sickness. That name has power over devils. And the Bible says in Luke chapter 10 and verse 17 that 70, those 70 disciples that he sent out came back and said, Lord, even the devils are subject to us through your name. I love the fact, Matthew chapter 12, verse 21, before, before uh, uh, Acts 10 comes, when he pours out his spirit upon the Gentiles, before that even comes about, Jesus says, in his name shall the Gentiles trust. There's provision in the name of Jesus. Do you know that? Jesus said, if you ask in anything whatsoever you ask in my name, I'll do it. He says, in that day, John 16, verse 23, in that name you'll ask, or in that day you will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say unto you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he'll give it to you. Until now, you've not asked in my name. Now ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. Colossians 3, 17, and whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through Him. I, I'm, I'm well aware that y'all lost an hour of sleep. It is quite obvious today. Can I, can I give you some good pastoral advice? Go to sleep earlier next year. I went to bed at 9 o'clock. You know why? Because when I be went to bed at 9 o'clock, it was really 10 o'clock. Some of y'all went to bed at 2 o'clock, Easton, because you forgot that going to bed at 2 o'clock was 3 o'clock. But there is something burning inside of me today that I cannot escape just because we lost an hour of sleep. And that is, there is one thing that separates Lighthouse Church from anything else in this world. And that is, you and I have the privilege and have the authority that when we pray in Jesus' name, something happens. I saw a pastor friend of mine post on Facebook. He has a younger son, and somebody asked his young son, a pastor's kid, asked his young son, said, said why don't y'all baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost? And that young boy said it so perfectly. He said, because I don't cast out demons in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Can I help you today that when you begin to call on his name, something begins to happen. I, I, listen to me carefully. I don't want to grieve anybody. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I'm trying to do it with love. I may raise my voice. It's not because I'm mad. It's because I'm passionate. 
But if you have not been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, you are missing out on the power of baptism. Listen, watch. Not only do we do it because Peter told us to do it, not only do we do it because every place you find in the book of Acts that they baptized, it was baptized in Jesus' name. I want you to help me out. Are you ready? Who died for your sins? Who bore your sin on the cross? Who is the spotless lamb? Who's the lamb for sinners slain? Who's the redeemer of all mankind? Then you've got to call on his name in baptism. When you go under the waters of baptism and that preacher or that minister or the one that taught you a Bible study puts you down in Jesus' name, they just connected you to the one that died for you, to the one that loved you so much, to the one that forgave you. That's why Acts, I've already quoted it, but that's why Acts says, it shall come to pass, Acts 2.21, that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now that was the ending of a prophecy of the Old Testament in the book of Joel. That was not a wishy-washy prayer that you can pray. And, and I, I don't mean to be crude, and I hope you understand, but uh, while I was out traveling, I had to go to the restroom. I went to the restroom. There on top of the urinal was a track. Now, that's not the best place I want to go pick up a track on top of the urinal. But on the back of the track, it said, if you confess your sins and you call on the name of the Lord, everything's going to be okay. They missed out on the entirety of the gospel. It's not enough just to call it. It's not enough just to say it. There's other people that said it. In fact, the Bible says in the last days when, when, the, when the end time comes, there are going to be people that go to hell that say, but I prayed in your name. They're going to say there were those that said, I cast out demons in your name. It's not a magic word. But when you are baptized in the name of Jesus, you're not just saying something. You're connecting it. It says we are baptized into Jesus Christ. You have a connection. Romans 10, 13, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How do they call on whom they've not believed? How should they believe on him who they've not heard? How are they going to hear unless someone's preaching? How are they going to preach unless they are sent? And it says this, so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. Why do I preach so much word in my sermons? Why do I preach so many verses in my sermon so that you can hear the word, do the word, let your faith be built up, and then you can see it's not Brandon speaking, it's the word speaking. I speak Jesus. Paul said it this way, I, I, I confess I don't want to know anything else among you. Now we would, we would argue that Paul was the smartest man in, in the Bible just about, especially the, the, the New Testament. We would argue that he was learned and, and he wrote a third, it seems like, of the New Testament and he had it all figured out and, and I, I promise you Paul could, could walk circles around people if you want to talk about logic and you want to talk about philosophy, he could do that but at the end of the day, Paul said, it's not about what I know it's not about what I've learned 
It's not about sitting at the feet of Gamaliel or going through the latest Sanhedrin uh, uh, University. But I've determined to know one thing among you. Jesus and him crucified. I want to know nothing else but the gospel of Jesus Christ, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I promise you, and I make this promise to you, as long as I'm alive, I will not preach anything but Jesus. And you know the beauty of it? You can preach Jesus all through the Old Testament. One day I need to have Brother Dan Seagraves come and preach here. Phenomenal teacher. And he loves the Old Testament. He loves Psalms. You can find Jesus all through the Psalms if you really start looking. Prophetic verses. Many of the words Jesus spoke on the cross were first written in the book of Psalms. Did you know that when, 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 when Peter stood up to preach the greatest apostolic sermon of all ages, he preached the Old Testament. Because Jesus, that, that fulfillment, that prophecy was there. Jesus. I want someone to listen to me right now. When you know who he is, and when you begin to pray in faith, believe. There is power in the name of Jesus. For the last two weeks, I've, 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 I've studied, I've read, and I've prayed for these next few moments. If I stopped right here, then all I did was give you a good Bible study. But on Sunday morning, I'm not wanting just to give you a good Bible study. There must be an application of the truth. If you're in this building today, I want you to listen very carefully, and you are battling an uninvited, that's the key word, uninvited, demonic oppression, I'm going to back up and say there's probably a lot of times we invite it. And you can pray Jesus' name over that invited devil all you want. And that invited devil ain't going to move until you get ready to remove what you invited into your life. The Word of God says rebellion is as, as, as of the sin of witchcraft. If you have a rebellious spirit, you might as well put a Ouija board in front of you and put a bunch of pentagrams all around you, and you can pray in Jesus' name all you want, but until you get submitted, there will be no freedom. But there are other moments where you didn't invite that oppression. And it comes and it pushes against you. But I am here today to tell you in the Holy Ghost that if you're battling an uninvited demonic oppression, then in the name of Jesus, I command every demonic spirit, I command every demonic oppression that has placed its ugly head and ugly hand upon the life of the saints of Lighthouse Church. And I begin to speak the name of Jesus over every family. And I begin to speak the name of Jesus over every marriage. And I 
I begin to speak the name of Jesus over things that are happening in your schools and in your businesses. I'm here today. I'm not just going to talk about it, but I believe in the name of Jesus. It has to flee. That's when the rubber meets the road. In the name of Jesus. Do you realize that Jesus looked at his disciples and, and by, by the same token, he looked at you and I. And he said, you will have authority in my name. We don't take that authority lightly. The authority is not in how you say it. The authority is in how you live it. There's a lot of people that love to pray in Jesus' name, and it's not going to make one difference. But if you are living for God, and you are praying, you have the authority to pray as Jesus prayed. Is there any sick among you? Come on, for the last two weeks... I have felt and I have believed if you are sick in this building, would you, you can either lift your hand or stand, but if you're battling a sickness, I, I wonder where your faith might be. Would you want to lift a hand or would you want to stand right now? I want to pray in Jesus' name. Come on, it's, it's, not, it's not the one who stands behind the pulpit that has the authority. Come on, I'm just giving people a, a moment to respond. I'm just giving people a moment to catch up with what God's wanting to do right now. Can I ask you a question? Do you believe Jesus can do it? Do you believe that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever? If so, if you're filled with his spirit, would you lift your hand towards someone right now that is sick? And would you begin to pray like I've been preaching in the name of Jesus? In the name of Jesus, by the power and the authority that you have said we have the ability to pray, I pray right now in Jesus' name that you are able to deliver us. You are able to heal us. You are able to set us free. Lord, I pray for every pain. I pray for every de depression. I pray for every hurt. I pray for every disease. I pray right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Christ of Nazareth. I began to hear the blind man of Bartimaeus that simply began to lift his voice and here's what he would begin to say Jesus thou son of David have mercy on me Jesus thou son of David have mercy on me Jesus thou son of David have mercy on me is there anybody here that wants to call out to the name of the Lord in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name Come on. 
Come on, somebody begin to exercise the faith that you have. I wonder if you might just begin to stand along with all of us right now. In the name of Jesus, I pray for sickness. In the name of Jesus, I pray for pain. In the name of Jesus, I pray for those things that are besetting us. There is power in the name of Jesus. We sung that song, I speak Jesus over my families. Is there anybody believes that when you speak Jesus over your family, heaven and earth begins to move? Why? Because of who we're talking about. Jesus didn't get messed up by things that happened in your family. It didn't throw him for a loop. It, it didn't cause him to, to, to kind of step back and go, well, I, I don't know if I can handle that. Not on your life. That power that Jesus has can reach into your family right now and begin to let things be put back into order. In the name of Jesus. What I have learned in my life is that all too often we depend on the preacher and we depend on the, the guy that's, that's the, the evangelist that comes. But I've told you time and time again, if you are filled with the Spirit, if you have received the gift of the Holy Ghost, and you're going to know because there's an evidence that comes with that, then you have the exact same power that I possess as pastor of this church. Which means I'll gladly pray for you and I want to pray for you. But it means you can lift your voice just as good as I can lift my voice. And so I'm going to open these altars. I've preached a Bible study. I I hope I've, I've talked to you. If you're in this place and you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus, this is your moment. This is your time right behind that screen. We have a baptismal. It's warm. It's ready. We've got baptismal robes that you can be baptized in Jesus' name so that you can say, Lord, I have repented of my sins and I want to connect to the Son of God that heals and delivers and sets free and he, he died for me and he, he was buried for me but he rose again for me in the name of Jesus. I wonder if we could open these altars. I don't know what needs you have. I've, I've mentioned several needs and I know there's many, many more but I wonder if you could come. Come in the power of Jesus Christ, in the unction of Jesus Christ. And would you begin to call on his name right now? Would you let that praise begin to go forth? Would you not just talk about it, but would you worship him in spirit and in truth? In Jesus' name. They're going to begin to sing. We'll begin to circulate. If you've got the Holy Ghost and you feel so inclined, pray with someone. Our ministers circulate and pray if you would like to. Our elders pray. But let's let the power of Jesus Christ have his way in this place.
Jesus. 